Hello, Eliza. Thanks very much for joining us at ANZ again. We've spoken over the last couple of years on the state of the property market and CoreLogic's report, but I would anticipate, you know, maybe going back a decade, more than a decade, this, this must be one of the most interesting times in the, the mortgage market, the housing market that we've seen with rising rates, uh, with a turn in the economic cycle. Yeah, this is a really extraordinary time. I mean, not least because we've just come off the back of these emergency low cash rate settings through the COVID period, but the normalization of interest rates and the way that inflation is dominating, not just Australia's economic narrative, but the global economic narrative. Um, this is certainly the first time in, in my role as a market analyst that I've seen such significant and successive rate rises and how the market is reacting to that. Um, and, and indeed, you know, we, we haven't seen inflation this high since the early 90s. So the interaction of that with the housing market and how the RBA is trying to combat it and, and uh, the downward pressure it's putting on housing is pretty extraordinary. It is a particularly fascinating time. I wonder if, can we break down the, the elements here that you're talking about? We've got interest rates on a rising cycle. We've got inflation yet to peak. We've got um, consumer confidence you know, right back down to those sort of levels at the start of, of the COVID wave and even the, the GFC. And we've got a sense that there could be a recession, hopefully not a recession. So there is a lot of moving parts there. Can we talk through that? Interest rates, I'd say, would be the guiding one. There's this long-established inverse relationship between what happens to the cash rate and what happens to the property market. So as interest rates have risen over the past four months, that's had a triggered price falls for, for the past three months and over the past few weeks as well. Um, there are other factors, though, and we've seen actually monthly growth rates in Australia's housing market, even prior to the cash rate settings, had been declining since March of last year against things like affordability constraints, um, the way that higher cost of living has weighed on consumer sentiment. Um, so there are other influences, which is important to take in mind as we move through a downswing in Australia's housing market, because Things like government policy, um, fiscal stimulus, uh, even the rising rental market, those are things that could offset part of the decline that we're seeing in housing. Uh, and now is a really interesting inflection point because you've got your high inflationary environment, which is stretching household budgets anyway particularly because so much of that inflation is concentrated in what we would call non-discretionary spending, which means the stuff that households have to buy, like groceries and fuel. But coinciding with that stretch on the household budget is the RBA trying to tackle that inflation. So in the short term, that means higher interest rates um, and for people who have mortgages, that are coming off potentially lower mortgage rates on longer fixed rate terms, um, it, it could potentially add hundreds of dollars to the monthly mortgage repayment. So it's that combination of high inflation and, and tackling inflation, which is really weighing on people's um, attitudes and uh, creating a, a tough situation for some households. Um, I, I think 
Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to mention that um, consumer sentiment, the, the indices of, of consumer sentiment are pretty well correlated with sales volumes. So while we've got sentiment down at a level that's matching the onset of the pandemic, the GFC, um, that's where we're seeing sales volumes come off as well and buyers somewhat dissuaded at the moment. Now, it is, it is still quite early in the cycle. It seems like it's been with us for a while now, but it is still quite early in this cycle. So when, when you're looking at this and looking at the historical data, is this cycle following the same sorts of patterns that we have seen in the past? And is there differences there with the investor rental market compared with the owner-occupied market? So to answer that first part of the question, yes, the housing market is behaving exactly how we would have expected amid rate rises. If anything, I think the market's a little more sensitive to it at the moment, just because Australians generally have higher levels of household debt. And over time, we have seen more investment in the Australian housing market. And investor segments tend to be pretty sensitive to changes in interest rates as well. Um, however, what's really unique about this time in the property market is that while property values have fallen, rent values have continued to rise and they've continued to rise quite strongly. Um, that factors back into the inflation conversation because rents are part of what makes up the CPI, which is the basis for inflation. So, that unique trend in the rental market really comes from several factors. The first of which is people spreading out through COVID. Um, the RBA produced some research showing that the average number of people per household fell quite notably with the onset of COVID. So basically people wanting a um, home office instead of a housemate in the second bedroom, right? So that increases domestic demand for rentals. We're seeing now wage increases, more bonuses being given out as companies try to attract and retain talent. So that income growth is supporting growth in the rental market as well. And now we're also seeing the return of overseas migrants to Australia gradually as we open up our borders and, and loosen our COVID travel restrictions. And when overseas arrivals first come to Australia, their housing demand tends to be skewed to rentals in big capital cities. So all of that means for the investor segment is you can look forward to increases in rental income. And because property prices are falling, gross rent yields are rising as well. For the first time in a long time, um, we've seen gross rent yields pick up from um, uh, around 35 basis points since the end of last year across Sydney and around 25 basis points across Melbourne since the end of last year. When we think through those components then, we are seeing a rising rate cycle. So it's going to persist for some time yet. ANZ's economists, for example, see it persisting into the new year. So when we look at the correlation then with the housing market, how does that hold up? Does that mean that we're going to see the housing market continue to track the, the rising rate cycle and hence pressure on the property market for that same period? Or do they start, do they operate over different timeframes? Yeah, it's a good question. And um, historically, there's a little bit of a lag between the adjustment in the uh, cash rate and what happens in the property market. But as I say, it seems to be a lot more responsive at the moment. So once you hit that peak in the cash rate and it starts to stabilize or it even starts to come back down, that's probably when we're going to see 
uh, flaw in, in the housing market downswing as well. Um, and I'd expect, again, you know, there are these factors like um, the potential for government stimulus, the strength in the rental market, the return of overseas migration that are also going to be mitigating that downswing. Historically, um, downswings in Australia's property market have been um, less, uh, they've, they've been shorter and they haven't been as intense as periods of upswing. So that's where even though you get the short-term fluctuations in the property market, which have had different uh, triggers, not always interest rates, um, that's where even though you get those short-term fluctuations, it tends to trend higher over time, particularly in the high value segment of the market, that top 25% of property values in Australia um, has had a total capital growth uh, nominally of over 80% over the past decade. To a degree then, we, there are some um, countervailing forces here. On the one hand, we're seeing the property market coming off, yet rental yields, as you say, are going up. Normally when rental yields go up, they become more, property becomes more attractive to investors with the higher yield. So how do you see those two factors playing against one another? And when perhaps do you see more investors coming into the market? What's been really interesting to look at is the um, housing finance data for June actually showed a drop off in new housing finance to investors of about six and a half percent in the month which I you know I wasn't really anticipating that given the state of the rental market but I imagine because really the the majority of investment properties actually tend to be more concentrated in capital growth markets than your traditional high yield markets like um, uh, you know more affordable areas of the country generally so uh, I, I think with that said, that there could be some uncertainty that seeing that deterrent uh, for investors at the moment. And I think once we get a clearer idea of, you know, where the cash rate is going or, or what the extent of this downturn looks like, that's when we'll start to see a, a resurgence in investor interest. Now, I know it's a bit rough to ask you to look at a, a year and two years into the future, but when we look at this cycle, there's nothing nothing to suggest that it's not a cycle. So at some point, these things are starting to turn. So how do you see this next year, this next two years play out? Yeah, look, I think because the market is quite tied to what's happening in the cash rate at the moment, what we're seeing in property prices is uh, about a 2% decline from market values, which peaked in April. Now, for that amount of decline in that amount of time, it actually makes it the, the steepest decline in property values we've seen since the GFC. But again, that's because the nature of rate rises have been quite steep. Because we're getting these, I think, you know, probably very early um, stories of signs that inflation is starting to ease a bit globally, uh, th that says to me that, you know, we're, we're already getting there in terms of tackling the problem. Um, the fact that a lot of major banks, including ANZ, are, are talking about the cash rate peaking early next year suggests that, okay, this might be a bit of a sharp downturn, but it could be relatively short as well. Looking at historic downturns, the time for the market to recover tends to match the 
peak to trough decline. So in other words, it looks a little bit like a, a V shape um, historically. So I, that, I'm, that's the sense that I'm getting. You know, we're hearing these stories internationally of input prices coming down from computer chips to timber. Um, in Australia, I think we're a little bit lagged in that inflation position. So it could take us a little bit longer to tackle. But one very, very early sign that I'm seeing from the housing perspective is we have started to see a slowdown in the rate of growth for regional rents. So that could eventually flow through to capital cities. And as that makes up part of the CPI, um, that, that would foreshadow um, inflation coming down a bit as well. Thanks again for your time, Eliza. It is a particularly fascinating time in the market. And, and maybe we should come back and talk about, well, we should come back and talk about this in a few months' time because things are changing quite rapidly. But thanks very much for your contribution again to this series. Anytime. Thanks for having me.